Welcome to the Warehouse Speaker Series, a knowledge sharing initiative created by Warehouse. Headquartered in York, Pennsylvania, Warehouse is an award-winning architecture and engineering design firm with over 40 years of experience in multiple building types in the Mid-Atlantic region. You can learn more about Warehouse on our website at www.warehouseae.com and that is spelled W-A-R-E-H-A-U-S-A-E.com. Thank you. My name is Matt Falvey, and I'm your host for today's episode. Today, we have a conversation on the benefits, challenges, and future of remote working. Our guests today are Lauren Bergman, Danielle Lee, and Angie Liddick of Warehouse Architect, Engineer, and Design Firm. Lauren serves as the Marketing Director for Warehouse. With a background in advertising and marketing communications, Lauren brings an organized, disciplined approach to her role at Warehouse, combined with a passion for creativity and storytelling. Over her 18-year career, Lauren has marketed both consumer products and consumer services, as well as business-to-business services, giving her a well-rounded approach to varied marketing challenges. Lauren holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in advertising from Penn State University and lives in Lidditz, Pennsylvania with her husband, son, and a house full of pets. Danielle serves as the art director for Warehouse. Danielle's agency background, artistic vision, and approachable nature make her a great partner. She believes that listening to her clients is the first critical step to creating functional graphics that express the unique brand of a company or organization. Whether through team brand assessment sessions or one-on-one collaboration, Danielle is inventive, organized, and thorough in the support she provides on all projects, from logo development to web design, experiential graphics, and a myriad of skills that serve the warehouse team and external clients. Angie is a Chief Human Resources Officer with Warehouse. With responsibilities for employee relations and recruitment, benefit management, policy development, and continuing education, Angie has five years of service with the warehouse team. So ladies, welcome. Really excited to have you on the uh, podcast today. And I thought what we do is start off with each one of you telling us a little bit about yourself and what led you down the career path that you currently serve in. And Angie, let's start with you. Sure, thanks. Um, Angie Liddick, I am the Chief Human Resource Officer with Warehouse. I have been with Warehouse for about six years now, and I was lucky enough um, when I started here, I had I had a background in some community development things, and I was lucky enough to know a few faces when I walked in the door, so I knew I was walking into a great company when I started, and um, we keep going now, so thank you. Yeah, very cool. Thank you. Lauren, how about yourself? Hey, Matt. Thanks so much for hosting us today. My name is Lauren Berkman. I'm the marketing director for Warehouse, and I've been a part of the team for about three and a half years now. I'm part of a two-person team that manages our website, social media platforms, RFP responses, and marketing assets. Um, And I've worked in marketing for my entire 18-year career, but my degrees in advertising, which is a really great blend of my love for writing and design. I am also really lucky to work with Danielle Lee. She's our very talented art director, and she's also a wizard in all things. So I'm going to turn it over. <laughs> so Danielle, go ahead. We'll pass the torch to you. Hi, uh, Danielle Lee. I am the art director at Warehouse. 
Um, I've been with Warehouse for probably about 15 years till it was all said and done. Um, I worked there just out of um, art school and I, at that point, I think worked there for maybe seven years and then I left and um, to work in agency and I did some agency work for a while and then um, freelanced for a while and then was asked to come back to warehouse as the art director and I did that uh, maybe four years ago. So I've been here ever since and like Lauren said, we are, um, Lauren and I are the, the marketing team here at warehouse and we just have a really great rhythm going and um, I really enjoy what we do together and I think we get to do some some really fun things that we're both really passionate about. Well, no question. And Angie doesn't micromanage and, and Troy and Dave, our CEO and CEO, really allow us to, you know, they tell us what needs done, but they don't tell us how to do it. And, and really, in, in your case, allows you ladies to tap into your creative juices and really do some really, really cool things, especially to support my efforts in business development. So that's really great. Um, so remote work. Um, Wow. A year ago, we were preparing to shut down, unprecedented um, shut down because of the pandemic with COVID-19. Um, Ange, let's start with you. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about warehouse pivoting during this mandatory lockdown period last March and tell us a little bit about the steps that, that you had to take with leadership to make sure remote working is going to be feasible for all of us, uh, the whole warehouse team. Sure. Um you know, as you guys know, we didn't have a choice at that time. It was, you know, in a matter of a couple of hours, we had to shift over from being in the office to being fully remote because they they, they shut everything down. So just like the whole the whole state here um, had to do the same thing. Um, at that point, our number one priority was really to keep our employees and their families safe. Um, and limit exposure to coronavirus, which at that time we really didn't know all that much about. So we're learning about what this virus is and we're learning how to work remotely at the same time. Um, we were really lucky here at Warehouse because we already had a lot of technology in place by, you know, we use Office 365 and Outlook on a daily basis. Um, we already had a VPN set up, so we were able to log into our server virtually um, part of Office 365 was Microsoft Teams, and we hadn't really used that yet here. We knew we had it. Nobody really had tapped into using it or, or working with it. Um, but before that, knowing this was sort of coming, we knew Microsoft Teams was an option. So um, everybody started to use that right away. It was a little bit of a learning curve to figure out, you know, how to how things go back and forth, how to share your screen, but ultimately um, Microsoft Teams really got us through a lot and kept our communication open. So um, here at Warehouse, we actually had always allowed our employees to work remotely and be flexible, you know, when the need came up, such as bad weather with school closings, um, wanting to keep them safe from that. So we, we knew we could do it. Um, we had just never done it on a 100% basis. Um, we had some employees here who had already been working remotely on a regular schedule. So we had some who already 
had plans in place to do that. But ultimately, we were pleasantly surprised with how prepared we were making that shift to work fully remotely um, and actually doing it. So, yeah, it's uh, we've talked about technology in, in some previous episodes. And one of the nice things is how intuitive technology has become with Microsoft Teams and Zoom meetings. I, I mean, imagine going back, even if you go back into the late 90s, early 2000s, how how complicated or expensive or, or really cumbersome it was to use some of the, the earlier platforms for running virtual meetings. So it's really, I mean, that's really been nice to have this kind of technology and, and also for how intuitive it is, very, very short learning curve. Um, let me ask you this, Ange. You, you, you surveyed employees, I believe, back in the fall on remote working and challenges. Tell us a little bit about the feedback you received. Sure. Um, the, we did. We thought it was important to talk to our employees about their experience working remotely as, as soon as possible after it was done. We didn't want to wait until we had to put this into place because it was fresh in their minds. So um what we really found is that most of our employees really did value the balance of working at home um, and being able to come into the office because working at home allowed them time to really focus without interruptions and, you know, everyday interruptions in an office where someone wants to walk up to ask you a question, you're there, you're available. So they do that. Um, but they were really able to be efficient with their time when they don't have those interruptions. Um, but they also felt it was necessary to have office space available for when they need to meet with a team to brainstorm or work on a project that they're they're all working on together. Um, they really valued the flexibility of a work-life balance um, and being able to be there, you know, it was important. Some of our employees have a long commute and they were able to be there to see their kids to bed at night or have dinner with their families or get their children breakfast in the morning, that type of thing. Um, we did find that a lot of the things we just talked about, such as Microsoft Teams, and that was, uh, communication was very critical to what made remote working a success for us during that time. Um, a couple other things that we did realize is that it was really easy at that time to feel like you were expected to be available 24 seven when your computer and your work are just staring right at you from your kitchen table. Um, so it was important for us also to emphasize to our employees that we want them to, we really want them to create boundaries for themselves, so block off the times on your calendar that you're unavailable, you know, stop working to have dinner with your family. Um, don't stress out if you're on a video call and your dog starts barking, because those are some regular things that we had to deal with on a, on a daily basis at that time. And, you know, still to this day with some somewhat working remotely because we are still, um, you know, dealing with school closures and things like that, that some people have kids home and they just, they have to be there for their kids because they don't have the option to send them anywhere at this time. Yeah. And I think it kind of adds a sense of normalcy when you do hear a dog barking or, or, uh, you know, a normal distraction in, in the background at one time, like, oh my gosh, we got to be super, super duper professional. But I think everyone's come to embrace what what this is all about and and it just you know it's a it's a normal it's just a normal fact of life um 
Danielle, Lauren, going to kind of have you guys tag team on this collaboration, um, especially for you two um, with, with your respective roles in, on the marketing team. So collaboration definitely has to be challenging when you're not working together, you know, side by side as you normally work, you know, as a team. So in what ways do you collaborate effectively working remotely? Um, Lauren, if you want to start off first and then turn it over to Danielle, go ahead. Sure. Um, like Angie mentioned before, Warehouse was really well prepared from the start with excellent tools to help keep us connected. So that certainly went a long way. Um, I should mention that Danielle and I both were um, part-time remote workers prior to the pandemic. So it was helpful to have that experience and um, kind of have worked out um, that method of working prior prior to everyone going remote. Um, so again, like Angie said, um, integrating teams into our workday has gone a long way. We can still have chats and conversations and video meetings. Um, and we've even, you know, aside from the um, important and professional meetings that we have to have, we've been able to integrate some fun activities remotely. I remember over um, the holiday time, we still did the ugly Christmas sweater day, even though we weren't in the office. Um, so we got to keep some of those activities. Um, but um, you're right, Daniela and I, um, we have a really excellent working relationship that hasn't been really impacted by not sitting side by side. Um, we utilize Teams. Uh, we both have Macs and uh, text with each other um, every day, even when we're sitting next to each other um, to talk about the tasks that we're working on. So, um, so I think um, having practice in doing that before the pandemic was was really helpful. So. Yeah, and you two, and Danielle, maybe if you have anything to add, go ahead. But I'll tell you, Danielle, you were really good at pushing out the education and and kind of giving us little tidbits and pearls on how to better utilize Teams. I don't know if you want to talk just a little bit about that briefly. Yeah, um, it actually gave me an opportunity to kind of really dive into Teams. Um, and I'm not sure that I would have necessarily been called on to do that, but um, when the pandemic started, like Angie and Lauren both said, it was, there, there wasn't, it's not something that we had been obviously preparing for ahead of time to be full remote like that. So um, I was able to, Microsoft offered actually a lot of great uh, training resources and things online that were in, you know, small digestible um, pieces that were easy to just push out to the team and say, hey, if you need to, um, schedule a meeting with and have external clients included. Here's how you do it. So it was very, um, very easy to navigate and just pick out the things that you needed to do because not everybody had two hours to devote to a, you know, a full Microsoft Teams training right away. We were still, it was still business as usual. So um, it was really nice that those options were available from uh, Microsoft on the on the site and we were able to just add them to our intranet so that they were accessible to employees but yeah teams has been great um again like lauren mentioned we're both on mac and so we're able to use messenger on our mac and i we both just constantly have that 
messaging window right on the side of our computer. And our I think our communication is about as seamless on the days that we're, that we're not in the office as it is when we're in the office. It's just a constant uh, dialogue and it's just really easy to use. And you're not constantly going back into your email to check, uh, which sometimes I'm not exactly quick to do, but the teams uh, using the messaging feature definitely makes communication seamless. Yeah, it's like a, it's such an easy way to text. Um, right, except exactly. you, can use, you can use your keyboard instead of fat fingering your <laughs> iPhone or your Android, you know, <laughs> exactly. which I do all the time. Um, so Angie touched a little bit on work-life balance and some of the benefits we've seen. Lauren, talk about how to make boundaries between work and home, because clearly, you know, you, you can't step away from the office in quotes when it's in your home or in your kitchen, whatever. Yeah, again, um, thankfully, I've had some time to kind of understand what kind of boundaries you can set or need to be set in order to walk away. Um, <clears throat> so that was something that was integral in uh, kind of getting used to the pandemic and, and that whole process. It was just helpful to have that background. I'm really fortunate to have a designated space at home with a door where I can work without interruption. Um, but when I'm done for the day, I can physically leave that space and leave my laptop be behind and transition into home life. So for me, it's almost like that, that ceremonial step of, of moving away from it and not having to be in the work environment, even if I'm at home. And that certainly doesn't mean that distractions don't pop up throughout the day. There sure, are sure. Um, I find it's really helpful to set a designated time to focus on a particular task. And then I'll take a short five minute break to walk outside or take the dog out, put in a load of laundry. Um, I'm really grateful for those little breaks at home and they motivate me to make my working hours more productive and efficient. Um, another thing I would mention, I, we're always like continually learning about tools and things that can help us. Mm -hmm. um, even more productive. I just discovered a really cool app um, that helps me stay focused. And I shared that with Danielle and we're testing it out right now. Um, it's really focused around the idea of, of flow or being in the zone and I'm finding it really helpful. So I'm always trying to, to find ways to be more focused and, and focus more on productivity. So. Yeah, I think what? being able to set a space aside, even at home is crucial. Uh, especially with other, if there are other people in the house, my husband also works from home and we have four kids who are remote right now. And so having, for us, having an office door to close during the day is, is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And how about, so speaking of tools, um, Danielle, you're like a tool wizard. What resources <laughs> Um, or tools can you recommend to make, you know, or that you have found to make, you know, working from home more efficient? Um, I, I think Lauren just mentioned that we have been, we've been using a new, uh, trying out a new app that is for focus. And that's actually really been helping me uh, just be able to commit to a task until it's, it's finished. I have a tendency to get sidetracked on different things. And so that's been really helping us to stay focused. Um, I think I at home I I have 
almost the same setup as I have at the office. So I have two monitors. A lot of what I do is visual. So having being able to um, invest a little bit into my space at home so that I don't feel like I'm missing out on that extra monitor space or, um, you know, the the keyboard that I have at work, just being able to make that transition seamless so that it feels kind of like I'm not readjusting every time I go from being remote to being back in the office is really helpful. Um, we use also we use um, an app that is monday.com which is we uh something that helps us to manage our pro projects back and forth and update statuses and things on that so we're able to see what the other person is working on at the time and if they're swamped or if we're slow it's easy to go on there and say hey maybe i can take that off of her plate because i've kind of hit a stop right now so um that's been another thing that's been helpful for us as well yeah, Monday's interesting. Of course, you you uh, introduced me to Monday. I, I use it in a completely different manner, but it's very versatile. Mm -hmm. um, Angie will give Lauren and Danielle a little bit of time to catch your breath. And why don't you talk a little bit about the benefits of remote working for you personally? How have you found it? Sure. For me, um, I think I'm along with a lot of our staff here who's given us feedback where, you know, I... I, I personally like the balance of working remotely and being able to be in the office. Um, with my job in particular, human resources, you know, that face-to-face -face time with everyone is really important um, to be able to check in with them. But when there are projects that I'm working on that I, you know, need focus time that I, I can't be interrupted, it is nice to have that space at home. Um, for me, when I started out, I did not have a designated space at home where I could work remotely. I didn't really have a door to close. I didn't have anything set up. So for me, it was a bit of a challenge to figure all of that out um, when part of that was everybody else in my household was also starting to work remotely at the same time. So where's that separation? Um, I think the, the flexibility is really nice when you do have something going on your, that, you know, you have something you need to schedule and you have to be home for someone to be there, um, to be able to be home working, get your job done and also take care of some of your, some of your personal items too. Um, so it, it really is beneficial, um, for, for me to have a balance of both. Yeah. And you know, the, that's a great point. The other thing, too, that comes into play, you know, effectiveness. We can be so much more effective because, listen, I'll be the first to admit it. You know, when I'm in the studio, it's so easy to go grab water or a cup of coffee and you just start talking to someone. I mean, just I mean, that's just part of working with people. It's good for you, obviously. Um, but next thing you know, you, you know, you spend a good bit of time in a conversation and and you still have some tasks that need to get accomplished. So oftentimes you can crank out a bunch of things at home and you're ahead of the power curve. So that's some good, good points. Lauren, you claim to be an introvert, which is really funny. I thought being an extrovert, remote working was, was awesome from a standpoint of the teams, but it was driving me nuts a little bit because I couldn't get out and about. But tell us a little bit about the benefits of remote work for you as an introvert. 
Well, that's really interesting that, that you talk about being an extrovert, Matt, because um, my husband was working remotely during some of this time and it was his first time experiencing that. And he's definitely an extrovert. And I think that he's found some benefits to, to working remotely that he didn't expect. But at the same time, he really, really misses being around people. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm definitely an introvert. Uh, I get my energy from quiet alone time. So having the ability to work from home means that I have the advantage of an ideal working environment for my needs. Mm -hmm. I think on the days that I work remotely, I make plans to do focused work like writing or planning. And then in my in the office days, I can schedule meetings and face to face time. So I really get the perfect balance to do my best work. Um, and you mentioned about commutes earlier. I live an hour from the office, so I really appreciate the extra hours that I save in commuting time. I get to return those hours to my family so I can be home when my son gets off the bus. Extra time for my husband and I have taken a lot of walks during this time period and that's been really wonderful. So um, the remote working just provides a work-life balance for me that I really deeply value. Well, what? so we're talking about a ton of benefits. What are the challenges? What are the three of you had? And Lauren, if you wanna continue on this and then Angie and then Danielle, uh, chime in, what have you struggled the most with working remotely? Well, I used to think the biggest challenge was convincing others that working from home is productive. Because I think there was a lot of universal skepticism prior to lockdown about remote workers' productivity. Um, and I think that's changed in the last year as people who uh, maybe we're unsure about remote working, got a chance to do it themselves and could could see the benefits firsthand and see that it is possible to do it and be productive. So I think that curtain's been lifted a little and people understand remote work better now. But before that was, I think that was a challenge help making people kind of understand that. Um, I think the most challenging thing really is staying connected to the people that you work with. Mm -hmm. We've talked about all of the tools that we use, so it's definitely possible. You just have to do it in different ways. Um, and uh, the other challenge is just staying focused. That really requires discipline. So I know like remote working might not be a viable option for everyone, um, but uh, it, it works well for me. I find that I can be disciplined and make that time at home to be focused. I think you just have to look at what work environment is best for you personally. Yeah, Angie, how about yourself? Um, I think the biggest challenge for me probably would be creating those boundaries like we talked about earlier. I, I am one of those people, even on a regular basis when I'm working full-time in the office, I go home and I'm still, I make myself available as needed. So I get, you know, someone reaches out to me at nine o'clock at night, I'm responding to an email or something like that. So when I was working remotely, um, I, I did start to feel the burnout there for a little bit, just because I, you know, like I said, I didn't have that specific office space at the time set up where I could walk away from it. Um, Lauren made that really good point simply closing the door and walking out of the room is really a symbolic, okay, my work day is over and I can, you know, refresh for tomorrow. Um, 
it, it was staring at me in the face 24 seven. So I really had to teach myself to do that, create those boundaries, make that space in my house where I can physically walk away for the day and not, you know, say, okay, well I'm home and my work's here. So I can, you know, I'll just work on it till eight, nine o'clock, you know, all of a sudden you're going to bed and you're starting the same thing over and that's all you've done. Um, so that was probably, a, that was the biggest challenge for me, um, to learn how to do that. Danielle, what'd you struggle with? Um, I, like Lauren mentioned, we were both part-time remote before, so it was pretty seamless for me. And I'm also a fairly introverted person and I like to have quiet space to be able to concentrate and focus on things. So for the most part, it was a really positive experience for me. I would say where we ran into some challenges was um, logistically some of the times uh, we do printed materials and things like that. So figuring out a way to still be able to produce those things without um, from home was was tough on occasions, printing, binding books, things like that. Um, that was probably the biggest challenge that I think we faced. Yeah, um, you, you guys hit on, I, I think, every challenge that all of our colleagues, peers, competitors, and you know, anyone, clients, um, faced a lot of those similar challenges. Angie, uh, coming at this from an HR standpoint, what does the future look like for remote work and selfishly so for warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really see that Remote work will definitely be part of our future, and I see that a balance of both that and an office time um, is what really works best for us. Um, we had a lot of employees who who felt that way, and they felt that you know they needed some time in here, and they appreciated that focus time. So we see that as how can we make that work for everybody? Because of course we want our hours um, for our employees to be as efficient as possible, right? Um, you know, we talked about commutes. Some of our employees have those hour long commutes that a few days that they can work remote. Those are hours that they could be putting into a project, um, that they're not wasting driving back and forth. So just being able to schedule time to work remotely when there's a task that they need to focus on without those interruptions, um, really allows them to be more efficient and, and saves both them time and saves time you know, that they would be driving and working on, pro they could be working on projects there. So um, they're able to schedule days in the office when they need that face-to-face -face time with their teams. So I just, re I really see a balance of the both as we move forward um, with the biggest part of making remote working a success to be communication and keeping your colleagues informed of your work plans and your availability. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Lauren and Danielle, I know you two have been huge advocates on remote working from the get-go, and I'm going to ask you the same question, but maybe if you could come at this from a research standpoint, because I, I, I know you both have done research on, on what the future holds in regards to remote working post-COVID. So I guess, Lauren, if you want to start, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, there are certainly challenges, as we've discussed, but I'm really hopeful that the experience has opened some eyes to the benefits of remote working. Um, I do like to, to read and research what's going on with um, this work or remote working trend. Um, and it seems to sh 
that um, employees want and employers are open to a modified schedule, like Angie talked about, where you've got some days remote and some days in the office. Um, I see how that type of schedule can contribute to a really healthy work-life balance. Uh, so for me, that's a really amazing new recruitment benefit for us. Um, and I think especially in our national national culture, where we're pulled in so many different directions and have so many responsibilities, I really am an advocate for slowing down and trying to live a life in balance. And I want to give my all to a company that affords me that opportunity. So um, I certainly have a lot of loyalty and appreciation for Warehouse for um, for allowing me to be a remote worker. Yeah, that's awesome. Daniel, how about yourself? Um, yeah, I, you're right. There are, there are tons of statistics right now to, um, kind of back up that, uh, happy medium between the two. I know, um, even from a financial standpoint, obviously it's, it's great getting that, that time back, but from a financial standpoint too, I think I had read recently that people are saving on average close to $500 a month not commuting back and forth to the office. So even things like that to consider um, as benefits to uh, remote work, I think are very valuable to employees. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have a PM, I think she drives two hours Mm -hmm. to get to the office. I mean, you, you know, so it is, it is awesome. And, you know, one of my favorite benefits, I don't know if I should say this with Angie on with the HR (laughs) person on no it's not super inappropriate but i i loved how i you know i'd go for a workout and then i'd have my gym shorts on and all of a sudden i'd have to jump on something i could i'd put a shirt and tie on or a nice shirt but if you had me stand up he just he just didn't know what i was wearing you know so that's kind of funny um and it goes back to interviewing if i if i were in an interviewing position i would always make the candidate stand up just see how they're dressed cracks me up but on a serious note, the flexibility of it, um, it has been fantastic. And it it is, I mean, listen, we get paid for uh, results and to be effective, not time and effort. And there's there's a lot of time that that does get wasted throughout the day when you're you're working around people. Now, I would also submit that, you know, there are people like myself who need to be around people or we get depressed and just, you know, drive, you know, <laughs> drive ourselves crazy. But yeah, this has been great. So I, I can't thank you all enough for for coming on and, and sharing these insights. I, I think um, it's relevant to so many of us, and it's going to be great content to push out. Is there any theme or anything maybe I should have asked or, or something that you thought of that I didn't ask that you'd like to touch on? I can't think of anything, Matt. No. It's been a great discussion. Thanks for having us uh, talk about it. Yeah, well, thank you so much, and we'll look forward to seeing you all soon. Okay, thanks, Matt. All right, take care. Thanks, Matt. Bye-bye. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening to another Warehouse Speaker Series podcast. We hope that you found our knowledge-sharing session insightful and relevant. We look forward to our next episode. If you would like to speak to us or share feedback, please email us at info at warehouseae.com. Until next time, stay healthy, everybody.